Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you're listening to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. Each week, we bring you an outstanding woman who is a leader in her field. Now, these amazing women are role models for living your life's purpose, how to be resilient, and how to create positive relationships, build your successful career, and help you discover your own leadership talents. Now, if you haven't listened to these conversations, you know I've been interviewing these amazing women for almost a decade. I love sharing their stories so much that I chose 19 of the best experts from these interviews to co-author my book, Leading Women, 20 Influential Women Shares Their Secrets to Leadership, Business, and Life, which is available at Barnes & Noble and Amazon and your, in the business section of your area bookstores. Now, if you haven't bought yours yet, if you know a woman who wants to pursue her passion, this book is for you and this book is for her. Now, this week I'm pleased to introduce you to another amazing woman leader. Her name is Lori Battaglia. With a master's degree in organization development and leadership and over 35 years of experience in executive positions at companies like Vanguard and Wells Fargo, Lori developed a well-thought-out system of what we need to be successful in life and in our careers. She created a model called Aligned at Work, which includes success factors of vocation, relationships, finances, well-being, and spirit. She puts her model to use through helping senior leaders to build engagement into their cultures and practices, helping them to create and sustain high-performing teams through her company. Aligned at Work in Scottsdale, Arizona, that's where she's located. Lori is a leadership, also is a leadership ambassador with Take the Lead Women, specializing in women at work and how to include men in the process of gender equality. She is a professional certified coach with the International Coach Federation, and she's an active member of several professional organizations and has been featured in Fast Company, U.S. News, and World Report, Working Mother, and many, many other media outlets. So I'm very, very pleased to welcome Lori Battaglia to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. Lori, thank you so much for joining me. Glad to have you. Well, Lori, thank you so much for being here with me. I was just in lovely Scottsdale about a week or so ago, hiked Pinnacle Mountain, and watched uh, the sunrise over the Camelback Mountains. It's it's a beautiful uh, place. I love Scottsdale. It- it really is. We've been here for about seven, going on eight years now, and uh, I don't live too far from Camelback, and I do enjoy that view very yeah, much. I'm amazed the number of people. We were there at uh, before sunrise, so it was about 545, but I was amazed the number of people that are just hiking up and down that mountain, just like a like a train station pretty much. But yeah. It's, it's a very, very popular place, and I, as I said, I'll be there again in February and April for the uh, Arabian Horse Show. But anyway, today's about you. It's all okay. about Lori and what she's doing uh, with your coaching and with your lined method and with take the lead. But, you know, the way I like to start these conversations is about the story because mm-hmm. – your experience and your knowledge and where you've been is so very valuable for so many women. You know, I, mm-hmm. I've, I've worked with women for 30-plus years. I have 
$3, I have seven granddaughters, so I have lots of uh, girls and women in my life and always have. And I mm-hmm. have found, though, that women oftentimes, when they see someone, another woman that's very successful, that she's attractive, that she has a great personality, somehow they look at her and, and when they start to compare themselves, start to believe that somehow that everything was so easy for her and not so easy for them. So I think yes. the stories are so important because we usually find when we when we share our stories with one another, who we are, how we became who we are today, we find that we've had uh, <laughs> trials and tribulations and also lots of learning along the way to, to where we are in life. So what's your personal story? How did you get to be the Lori I'm talking to today? Well, I grew up on a farm in Pennsylvania with two older brothers. So that was a, you know, when you start to think about um, who you are as a woman, um, it starts back there. And I actually noticed when I was three or four years old that my brothers were treated a bit differently than I was in the world. Um, If I I did what they did, I wasn't necessarily a good girl, even though they were good boys. So uh, the lessons started early. And I ended up, um, my senior year in high school, I was a good student and uh, honor student and all that. And my senior year in high school, I, at, at uh, 16, just before I turned 17, um, got pregnant with my son. And my parents decided that I was going to have that baby. Well, I decided I was going to have that baby, but my parents decided I was not going to marry that boy. So I waited two years afterwards, and I married that boy anyway and stayed married to him for 22 years before we divorced. Uh-huh. So I was a... 17-year-old unwed mother in 1973 when those kinds of things simply weren't supposed to be done and was one of the first to actually finish my high school year with my class and walk in graduation um, and and have the baby mid-year. So that was a defining moment in my life. And um, I don't think it's ever easy to be an unwed mother, but I do think that the world certainly accepts it now, where in yeah. those days I was, I was just past the point where girls would be sent away yeah, and come, yeah. back, come back without a baby and put up for adoption and all that. Right, right. Um, that, that experience also made me pro-choice because I want options for people because I remember the desperate feeling. But that pro-choice to me is um, if you want to have an abortion, go right ahead. If, you know, that's really between you and your God, as I say. And for yeah. me, I couldn't do it. I wanted to see my, my son grow up. But yeah. um, but that's an option for people, and it should be an option. And that that was also a defining moment for me. So that was kind of my start. I ended up in banking at age 21 as a bank teller and for whatever reason decided to stay for 37 years. So I spent 37 years in the banking and finance business almost to the day I, I had the option as to when to go to start my business, and I chose to stay exactly 37 years. So um, I walked out of my job and with the support of my boss who wanted to keep me and started my company, which was called, uh, is called, my LLC is Living the Dream Coaches. My doing business as is aligned at work because I do a lot of corporate work um, with uh, leadership and teams and women at work. Um, And I also love working with the men. I think that men are a part of this whole gender equality equation. Yep, they sure are. They sure are. What was your What was your first the first company? I I, I didn't catch that. You said you um, living the dream coaches. When oh, when okay. I started the company, 
my husband and I ended up at coach school kind of, um, he came along because I could take a friend for free, and we figured out that he is even more the coach than I am. Yeah, um, yeah. He's formerly from healthcare. But uh, we got our company started while I still had my day job as sort of, uh, they would say these days a side hustle, while I had my day job. Yeah. And we were doing life career relationship coaching. When I walked yeah. out of corporate, I realized I didn't want to give up that leadership work because that's really who I am. Right. So I filed a, a doing business as a DBA as Aligned at Work. And that's how you can find us online now as alignedatwork.com. Well, what you're telling me about yourself, and I think it's so very, very important for many women to hear this and understand, is that you started out as a very courageous woman. You were, uh, you were a pioneer in many, many ways because what you went through back then, being, as you said, choosing and having a child at 17 and being unwed, you were, you mm-hmm. were breaking all the rules, but you were very courageous. And out of that came a, a very determined, courageous woman. And, I, I mean, I can hear that in your voice. And, and I think that's so very, very important for, for all women to understand that uh, getting past your fear and being courageous yes. is such a key to being successful and to become a leader in whatever field you choose. So uh, I congratulate you. And believe me, I understand. I mean, back then that was, uh, I mean, you know, I, I, when I was in college, you know, women were, lying to get uh, birth control pills by telling there were Mrs. This or Mrs. That. I mean, it's just, it, yes. I don't think people really understand. And and here we yes. are in 2017, they're still trying to take away our reproductive rights. Right. Which is, <laughs> right. Which is, a, which is amazing to me that it's here we are, too. we're still fighting, they're still trying to keep us barefoot and pregnant at home. Right, <laughs> right. That's so. exactly what I look at it, too. I'm like, are I'm, we having this conversation still? <laughs> Yeah, I'm laughing about it, but I'm not really laughing. It's better to laugh. Exactly. I, I, exactly. Used to, I used to carry a big stick, Lloyd, but now I try to use a little humor, a little bit more diplomacy than I did back when. But uh, I, I hear yeah. you and I understand. But uh, anyway, let's yeah. talk about what you're doing in the workplace because I think mm-hmm. I'm looking at these workplace wis- work, women's workplace wisdom circles because, you know, I think – what we're doing, and, and uh, you know, again, the like-minded women, the women that uh, we're building this community would take the lead and women can connect for good, are women that truly understand something very, very important, and that is we get much further and we go much further and much, are much more successful when we go all together. Well, first of all, let's talk mm-hmm. about women's workplace wisdom circles because I like your mm-hmm. viewpoint on all that too. Tell yeah. me about that. Well, you know, I, I remember doing quality circles way back in the day um, when they were popular, and doing that process showed me that when you can get people into a room, and, you know, the coaching language would be to co-create something, but when we get people together, we come out with a better result than we would if we just sat alone, and, and I like your um, statement there about going fast or going far. That's exactly it. You can do it yourself, and I've been a bit of a loner. I'm a, I, I call myself an extroverted loner. So I love being around people, and then please, everyone get away from me. And, and I pull back in. So I learned early that if you got people into a room and you had them work through it together, it would be, it would be amazing. And pulling back around when I was working my last four years in uh, banking, we're at um, Wells Fargo. And we decided, I read Lean In, that was new, and it just kind of took off. I was talking to my boss, who was a woman younger than me, about it, and so was another woman, and she got the three of us together. We formed Lean In Circles. We went to the senior team, 
and said, this is what we want to do. It was primarily male. They really resonated with it, and they nominated women to be in the circle. Yeah. And there was something interesting that happened. We did create a lot of good, good things. It was, you know, one of the things that really get in your way and what's holding you stuck and what do you wish you knew more about. So we created this list of things. And from there, um, I began with my background to just put some programs together to get discussions going and to come up with steps they could take to right. go back to that boss and ask for real feedback and how do you set him or her up to give you the feedback in a way that you can hear, and yeah, it's okay to cry, and yeah, you need to know this stuff. And um, one of the things I realized is that a lot of women didn't know what they really wanted or they were afraid to claim it. Some of the senior women wanted to be at home raising families, but they were breadwinners. Husbands had their own businesses. They were carrying the benefits, so they weren't too able to do what they really wanted to do. So there was some talk around that. And here's the other thing I realized. When they were asked to, you know, we, we agreed as to how often we'd meet, when we would meet. I was in an operations unit, and frequently those women would prioritize the work over themselves. Yeah. They would not necessarily show up yeah. um, for, for things. And that was just... Um, really interesting to me. And I think I've seen that trend over and over again, that we don't put aside the time for ourselves. We're happy to send our people, as we say. I'll send my team member, and I'll stay back. Um, Well, we're not really setting the tone. We're not walking the talk. If we say, you go to training or you go to development, I'll stay here. We're saying, I don't need it. It doesn't matter to me. Um, It's important for you, but not me. So I really think we have to walk that talk and take the yeah. time for ourselves. You know, Laura, I want yeah. to, before, before I started the recording, I, I mentioned to you that I'd been in Scottsdale about a week or so ago at a women's retreat. <laughs> and what was um, what was very valuable about this was that it was a very small group. We became very intimate very quickly. And, of mm-hmm. course, trust trust was uh, was discussed over and over again, that it was a sacred circle It was that everyone needed to be – it was confidential what we were talking about. But that's exactly what what I heard from. These were extremely professional. I mean, these were women that were handpicked. They were chosen because mm-hmm. of their their backgrounds. But were taking, were again doing exactly what you're talking about. Is that they were putting themselves last, even mm-hmm. even in the corporate world, they still put, still put themselves last. So you know, I don't I don't think that's even unusual today, to to again listen to to seven other professional women. Who were saying I don't take time. One one woman, she she was uh, when she was at home. The only time she watched Netflix was when she was doing the laundry and she was cleaning house. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> I mean, but it, but to right. me, this is this is the uh, and the theme of this retreat was to indulge yourself. And mm. this was this was so amazing. But I mean, here we are, women who are who are professional, who are very proficient in their jobs and in their careers and very successful, and yet still we put ourselves on the back burner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's another thing I've recognized, too, is that when I speak to, I work a lot in that middle to senior management space, um, less so in the CEO space, but more in that middle to senior. Um, I would say in banking it would be VPs, senior VPs, and probably executive vice presidents, but but more the senior VP, VP level. And the other thing I've noticed is that when they come and they ask about coaching, my question is, are you paying or is your company paying? And frequently yeah. they will not go ask for it. They will say, right. no, I'm paying out of pocket. 
And sometimes there's a little, well, I might leave. I'm not sure. That's one of the reasons I want some coaching. And if I did, if I, if I paid, if I spent their money and then I left, that wouldn't be right. And, and I'm very, I, I think I'm very ethical. But I usually look at them and say, now I wonder if your male coworker would have that same thought, yeah. or would he yeah. go and ask your boss for that money? Yeah. So it's yeah. it's really interesting some of the things we do to ourselves that if we just tweaked it a little bit, we'd probably get further in the long run. Well, you know, I, Women Connect for Good was basically founded under the premise. Uh, I, you know, I, as I said, I was I'd been doing these radio programs uh, for about ten years and. I, one day I was talking to this one particular woman. I'll call her Mary. And mm-hmm. Mary, I said, I said to her, I said, Mary, I said, how can I help you? You know, we were talking about her business, and she was, she was an entrepreneur. And 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 I said, well, Mary, how can I help you? And on the other end of the line, it got really, really, really quiet. And I thought, gee, did the call drop or where is she? Yeah. I said, yeah. Mary, are you still there? She goes, you mean you want to help me? And yeah. I said, exactly. And, you know, that's really put me on a, on a path that I never even realized because I did not realize that women are not good at asking for help and they're not yes. good about receiving it. And, and that has changed so much in my own life that when you do, uh, you know, when you ask someone how you can help them, the whole thing changes mm-hmm. completely. But in the corporate yes. world, asking for help is 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 a sign of weakness, especially for women. And, and it's just, you know, that vulnerability is, is so important for us to, to again, reach out to each other. And, I mean, it's such a, it's such, like I said, going all together is so much better. So yeah. what, what do you see in the workplace? Because, you know, you've, you know, you, you've been in uh, Vanguard, you were at Vanguard and then mm-hmm. Wells Fargo. What, mm-hmm. You're now coaching uh, in these corporations, uh, as you said, middle management, senior management, management too. But wh- how has it changed in your view, or has it? Well, you know, I think it's changing. Um, I'm working right now with a company uh, on a leadership development program, designing one for them. They haven't had one, and it's a pretty male-dominated industry. And we talked about how much better it is when the guys reach out to one to the other to get somebody else's perspective. So um, one of the senior leaders there said, you know, I like to frame it in the get a second opinion um, way so that it's, you're not being vulnerable and showing that you need help, uh, but you, you're getting a second opinion. And I said, oh, I like the way that sounds. You know, that, that sounds like a way that you could do it without feeling like you were incompetent or something. Because my generation, the boomer generation, kind of has this be strong kind of um, way of doing things. And I coach a 23-year-old millennial uh, tech guy, and he's a very different perspective. And it's it's really interesting to to deal with across the generations. That's one of the things I love is how we all come together. Um, I do think that the next generation workplace vulnerability, and and thank you, Brene Brown, for all the work that she's done around us, the guilt, the shame, the vulnerability, how do you show up in corporate, I think things are starting to change, but I don't think they're there yet, and I don't know that they will be till my generation gets out of the way and lets the millennials who now dominate the workplace, they are over 50%, yeah. um, let them get to it, and it, yeah. it will be a more cooperative, collaborative workplace. I hope they don't cave like we did over time. I think we came in full of the same fire and brimstone to tra- change the world, and you know, but then we become the man. So I hope yeah. they don't become the man. 
Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we. I mean, the the my next book is going to be leading with the feminine. We have to lead as women. Yes. But we. Yes. But but again, we have to have the role models and the coaching and the confidence, and the support yes. to lead as women. And I and I think we're seeing more and more of that occur. I was uh, recently within about a month or so ago in New York for a take the lead board meeting and had a fundraiser. A, they called it a friend raiser, and Gloria Felt was there, of course. And then one of her good friends had a reception. And this was there were about sixty women attending this, and these were uh, women of all ages, and, and especially the millennial age. Uh, there were lots of younger mm-hmm. women there, but it was I was absolutely uh, surprised and not particularly thrilled at some of the questions they were asking, like how do I get support at work? Yeah, you know, I mean some of these it's some still of these, there. I was like, good grief, where what is going on? But these were large companies like Google, and I mean, these were large, major corporations, and these young were really asking questions like, "Hey, I'm out there. I'm trying to do it. You know, how do I get support? And how do I get people to help me? You know, it's like, mm-hmm. yep. Oh man, what is going on out there? So our work is not done. Our work is no. Not that's, done. That is the truth. And, and like you, I've tried the genius and inner humor and uh, perspective and the wisdom of age. And all those kinds of things to say, here, I stumbled down this hole. Try not to fall in that one. Find your yeah. own hole to fight. Yeah. To fall into. Let's not recreate it again. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, when, when I speak with women's groups, I ask a question, but the question is really pretty simple. I say, do mm-hmm. you support other women? And I just stop and I look around the room. Some women look at me. Other women put their, put their heads down. I know when, this, when I do this, I'm doing this exactly for that reason because the women in that group know who's, who's supporting each other, and the other the others know that they're not. And yes. <laughs> and, it just, yes. and I want to just say, why aren't you? Why aren't you doing it? What's wrong? Here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah. the Align method I really really like. I like the the fact that you're combining so many key elements because changing the culture. Changing the culture is the most important thing that we need to do in a corporation. And to build a corporation, you know, relationships are key, I believe, in corporations. And yes. it starts at the top and it goes all the way to the bottom. But when when we have uh, people that are excited about their jobs, I'm just going to kind of go through this because the alignment sure. that I really, really like. Because mm-hmm. does your work energize you? I mean, your vocation. Do you really like your job? You know, they say over yeah. 50% of people don't like their positions, don't like their jobs, yes. but have gotten into the job. You know, they don't have the experience to go anywhere else. They need the money, so they're in jobs they don't like. Can you imagine mm-hmm. if 50% of the population said, hey, I'm going to do what makes me happy, what makes me feel good, the world would be a different place. Okay, mm-hmm. relationships. I truly believe that. You know when you go into a business what the relationships are like. You know yes. when you walk through the door, if there's a, an open door policy, if people are chatting, they're, they're engaged, they're, there's some community, there's some, some partnerships, there's some collaboration, you know that. Uh, and then mm-hmm. money, of course, money is complicated. Money is a vehicle. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yes. the one thing they're saying about the millennials, not millennials, and I think it's true, is that they're going after happiness. This yeah. is a new yeah. generation that says, you know, sure, I'm. They're the smartest, the most talented, and they can get, they can go work anywhere. But they're also choosing companies that they can be happy in, and that they find like-minded other people like themselves. So money is not the mm-hmm. motivator. It's not the, and I think that's what the, you know, when you and I were out there getting jobs, it was the money. People said, well, how much money yeah. is? How much? How yeah. much money am I going to make? 
Well, what yep. could I be making in a exactly. year or five years? You know, so yeah. That's, and then well-being. So we I mean, ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, and well-being, and then spirit. I love the last part, spirit. Your life purpose. Your, sure. you know, I, I'm, I. These companies that don't have a philanthropic endeavor and aren't making the world a better place and haven't got a key message out there, really are just shooting themselves in the foot. You they know? really are. Yeah. yeah. Target yeah. companies that have their philanthropic endeavors, even Walmart has has a, a huge foundation that they're giving money away. And, and you know, you've got to show people that you care about them and you care about the world and you care about the community that you live in. So yes. your, al- your yes. line method is right on the mark. It's Thank on the you. Mark. I'll, give Thank you, you. I'll give you an A-plus for that one. How about it? Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. A-plus. <laughs> A plus. If every so. leader would, if every leader would figure this out for themselves, and then allow the people that work for them to figure it out for themselves and come together and talk about it, we yeah. would have collaborative, thriving workplaces where people can feel engaged. That's my passion. Yeah. There it and, is. And you and I both know the talent walks out the door. The talent it, leaves, and especially women, they get to the top of, or closer to the top of the pinnacle. And then mm-hmm. they then they realize they're not appreciated. Nobody really cares whether they go on or not, and they walk out the door. So you've got the they best, the best walking out the door. They've accomplished as far as as far as they can see, as much as they're going mm-hmm. to to go in that particular company. Right. I mean, exactly. I mean the training that goes into and the and the culture and the things that go into the, to the job itself. You know, just mm-hmm. blow me away when when people are walking out the door and you go, well, why'd you lose them? I, well, I don't know. I don't know. And that's the question. Yeah. I, I mean, that's the answer. I don't know. So, right. So right. What, words, what words of wisdom can you share that would help women today who are listening to this that are in a, in a corporation or in are wanting to start a business what are some of the key factors that they really can think about right now that can help them to be successful and happy in their jobs? One of the things is about knowing yourself. I think that we don't take the time. I love that you went on retreat and that you're out in nature and all that kind of thing. A lot of us don't take any time at all to sit and think about ourselves. We might get massaged, but we're so exhausted we fall asleep. We're really not in that get away from everything and everything and just give yourself a little downtime or go on vacation and change your, you know, get, get into a different place. So it's really about knowing yourself first and, and, of course, loving yourself the way you are, warts and all, and then letting other people be who they are. Um, you know, you and I are sort of connected loosely through Take the Lead. Um, Take the Lead teaches those nine practical power tools, and I like practical tools. I'm a theorist, but I, I know that other people and myself need the tools to work through it. And I think if we can embrace our own power and understand that we do have it a lot of times and we think we don't, we could be courageous and move forward. We could affect organizational change. I think oftentimes change, yes, it comes from consultants and coaches like me, but it comes from working in those environments, and it's the little things we do every day that make a big impact on people around us and on our own selves. So be conscious yeah, is, yeah. Is, is my message to people. Be yeah. conscious. Make yeah. choices. Yeah, wake up, be conscious, be be who you truly are, be who you truly yes. are, be, and, and uh, be authentic. Yeah, and I think I hear that more and more too, but I really it goes back to those relationships. You know, the relationship you have with yourself, 
but the relationships yes. you have with others as well. So, yes. well, I, I, yes. I would, uh, and where can they learn more about you and what you're doing, you and your husband, your coaching and this wonderful method and the culture that you're create, helping companies to create in their businesses to be successful? Well, to really get a handle on who we are, um, there's a few uh, videos and other things on www.alignedatwork.com. And then you can always find me on LinkedIn. I'm big on LinkedIn. Um, I just put up an article about career transition this morning, and it would be linkedin.com slash I-N slash Laurie Battaglia, spelled L-A-U-R-I-E, B as in boy, A. T-T-A-G-L-I-A. That's where I'm at, and I would love to connect. Absolutely. Well, uh, when I'm in Scottsdale, uh, I'll have to connect with you, and you have to come yeah. to our show. And uh, Westworld's a wonderful place to spend, to hang out and spend time at. So um, I look forward to meeting you in the future. Of course, take the lead. We, we barely have talked about that, but, again, take the lead is to have equal gender parity for leadership of men yes. and women in by the year 2025, which uh, yes, uh, we got to move yeah. faster than that. I we got to get on it. <laughs> the, the, the time, the time is now. I don't think we have hire us time. to come into your organization. Yes, hire yeah. us. Yeah, <laughs> we can well, help. we've got a couple strategies that uh, I think are going to make a difference. And uh, the 50 women in film and media, I think, is going to be. We've got to create a platform for visual. You know, we, we women are run by the media. We're run by the marketplace. Yeah. We buy eighty five percent of eighty five percent of products and services and we watch those that media very closely as to what we're supposed to buy instead of us running the market. So yes. so, so fifty women in, in film and industry we're, we're going the biggest goal of course is to change what people see on the big screen or even the small screen in their homes. Or what they mm-hmm. see written written it written on those magazine stands by the grocery checkout. You know, we've yeah. got to change the images for girls and women about finding their power too in this world yeah. and, to, and to take on their leadership roles. So, all right. Well, we yeah. know, Lori, we've got work to do, but uh, the we good do. Thing is <laughs> we're, we're finding more of each other, like-minded sisters, and building that community. So, I'm I'm very positive and I'm eager about the future and. But uh, we just got to yeah. keep moving, keep moving forward, and, and link arms and go together for the That's long right, time. all together. Yeah. So you have all a wonderful together. day. Enjoy that Scottsdale beautiful weather there, and I'll talk to you soon. And thank you so much for your time. Thank you. I really appreciate it. It's been fun.